Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to The Everything is Black and White, a Newcastle United podcast brought to you by Chronicle Live. We are the only place you need to come for all the up-to-date news about your club. We have a panel of expert writers who have covered the club for many, many years. We have legends of the game who also join us as special guests as well as writers from further afield. Hit that subscribe button and get your weekly update of Newcastle United. Hello and welcome to our weekend preview. Newcastle United face Manchester City in the quarterfinal of the FA Cup this Sunday up at St James's Park. We're going to preview that clash. You're going to hear from our chief sports writer, Lee Ryder, our NUFC writer, Sean McCormick, and the Manchester Evening News' Stuart Brennan, who covers Man City home and away. So sit back and enjoy. So Lee, just tell us about Friday's press conference. Just what sort of mood was Steve Bruce in? Yeah, I think it was notable how good of a mood Steve Bruce was in at his press conference today. I think everyone's getting used to Zoom conferences now and, you know, covering covering the press conferences from our homes at the moment, uh, which is what we're still doing. Every journalist still has that, that um, issue of not being sort of face-to-face with the manager. But it seemed like he was in good spirits and hopefully... Uh, that that'll continue on Sunday night because if he is, it means that Newcastle United will be in the FA Cup semi-finals. But very tough game ahead. Do you get the feeling that he's confident about Sunday, or is he more hopeful that they can spring a shock? I think he will be quietly confident. He's never going to shout from the rooftops that he's going to beat Manchester City. Who would? Nobody would, because it sets you up for a fall. But I think having looked at the events of the last sort of 24 hours a very tired and down in the dumps Man City side coming to Newcastle um, knowing that Newcastle are going to be up for it because this is this is their season now in, in 90 minutes uh, this is going to define how well they've done this season in some ways because an FA Cup semi-final place nothing to be sniffed at um, I think they will be quietly confident I think you can't go too far with that Aguero out Phil Foden struggling I think and uh, Fernandinho suspended who Guardiola would have played so difficult difficult task for Man City as well and certainly one where Newcastle will they'll feel they've got a fight obviously Annie Carroll signed a one year extension to his deal at Newcastle certainly seems that the risk has been justified any hint that we could see him on Sunday? Well, Andy Carroll, one of the talking points of the press conference was that he actually went and knocked on Steve Bruce's door during the week and asked why he wasn't in the starting lineup. So, an interesting sideline that, that that sort of came out of the press conference. Has the deal been justified? Well, it was always a low risk deal. I think everybody, when he signed Andy Carroll last summer, said if he plays with between 15 and 20 times, then that will have been a success. 
you can't judge it too much on goals. It would be nice to see him get a goal or two. Don't get us wrong. But you can't judge him on goals too much because it is all about his presence in the air. And the fact that he's laid on five goals for teammates shows what he can do. And I think, you know, I've always believed in, in Andy Carroll as a, as a good talent. He's been unlucky with injuries. A lot of players have. But then the day you don't command the type of fees he has throughout his career. I think it's over £50 million in transfer fees. You don't command those fees um, if you're a nobody. He's a, he's, a, he's a talent and he's a unique talent because of his size. And he can flick the ball on, he can hold it up. And yeah, he has got goals in his locker as well. We just haven't seen that yet. In the news, Arnie Callard signed an extension was the news that Mike Longstaff had signed a short-term extension to his deal, which means he can, can complete the season. Before I get your take on the future of Mike Longstaff, let's just have a little listen to what Steve Bruce had to say on the future of the younger Longstaff brother. It's same. It's, it's the same as we are. It's um, I think now the ball's certainly in in, in Matty, young Matty's hands, uh, you know. And I've, I've I've gone public with it, you know. I think we've made him a wonderful offer, and for me, it should be his way forward in his career and what's best for him. And I've said it many times now that I think being a Newcastle lad and having the season he's just had, it's now his he's, he's, he's way forward. And of course, we all would love him to stay, but as young as he is, the players this year, the players now, you know, the, it's their prerogative. If they want to run down the contract, <clears throat> then there's nothing much more we can do as a club. Um, we've done everything we possibly can. The rest is now up to Matty and for him to decide. So there you have it, Lee. What did you make of those comments? doesn't look like Newcastle are, are going to budge on their offer. And for the young player, he's, he's got that decision to make. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with a player having confidence and saying, I am worth this. This is what you've got to give me. Because at the end of the day, there's, there's a lot of other players at the club who've been handed the big deals, the big money, and they haven't justified it. I think already we've seen from Matty Longstaff the potential he's got. He's goal against Manchester United. You know, he, again, yeah, you, you don't just step up on the stage and, and and do that unless you have talent, unless you have confidence. He he's got a lot of attributes, there, and I think it, in the fullness of time we will see the complete player from uh, Matty Longstaff. And I hope it. I hope it's here. But I think if he's asking for a deal that he sees fair, then maybe, you know, there should be a bit of wriggle room. But we'll have to wait and see. In football, there's there's no bottomless pit of money, unfortunately. And uh, Newcastle will be trying to, to stick to the budget, which they've done in the past. Now the takeover again, inevitably Steve Bruce asked about his thoughts on the takeover. But like us, he seems to be just waiting for the answer another sharp and brutal reply from him wasn't it to be totally honest I don't know what Steve Bruce can say about the takeover that he hasn't already said it's not really it's not really something he he can say too much on because he's employed by Mike Ashley and he's the man paying the money at the moment so it's a difficult one Um, it's a distraction for the fans big distraction he has to keep people focused inside he's paid to manage and coach the team and that's exactly what he's got to try and do and yeah doesn't surprise me that he's you know he's made his feelings known on it Um, I'm sure he would like a a bit more reassurance on where he stands but you know 
for all all questions on the Premier League um, about the takeover. You know, they're still not answered. So it's a difficult one. And just finally, your prediction then for Sunday. Can Newcastle make it into the semi-finals of the FA Cup? Well, the only prediction you can give about this game is that it's going to be very tough for Newcastle, no matter what Manchester City do. Um, <coughs> can they win? Can can they get through? Can they find a way through? You have to give them a fighting chance, as I say. Uh, the boogies have written them off altogether. The f- new, if you look at the overall odds for the tournament, the FA Cup, uh, Newcastle are basically 40-1 to one to win the whole thing. And I don't think, uh, when I looked on odds checker, that uh, they give them... I don't even think that they're mentioned in the bet for the semi-final in terms of you can name the four semi-finalists. And uh, I couldn't actually even find a bet for that. So, look, at the end of the day, it's going to be tough. Can Newcastle squeeze through, maybe on penalties? Possibly, possibly. I'd like to see that, uh, but you, you'd get a thirty-three to one price for that. So that's how, uh, that's how much the odds are against Newcastle. Now, what you're about to hear is a quick interview with the Manchester Evening News' Stuart Brennan, who covers City home and away. Um, and I do apologise for the little bit of interference on Stuart's line. I had just had a power cut as we were about to conduct the interview, which meant the usual way of doing everything went out the window. Uh, but we pushed on, we strived to do it anyway, and here's what Stuart had to say about the quarterfinal on Sunday. Now joined by Stuart Brennan from the Manchester Evening News. Uh, Stuart, thank you very much for joining us. Are you looking forward to your trip up to Tyneside on Sunday? I'm looking forward to a trip up to anywhere at the moment, to be honest. Uh, I've not been not been more than about a mile away from from the house in the last last three months. So, so uh, yeah, it's, it's, it'll be good to to get an away trip under my under my belt again. And of course, uh, the FA Cup now is probably the pro- well it is the priority for Manchester City. How much do you think not being able to retain the Premier League title? How much of an impact will that have on Pep Guardiola's focus on making sure that City lift the FA Cup this season? Yeah, well, I think a few people scoffed when Pep said in his press conference the other day that, that the Newcastle game was was a priority. You know, they had, they had a difficult away game at Chelsea and then uh, Liverpool at home, uh, both of which at that point could have stopped Liverpool winning the title. Uh, obviously, that, that hasn't happened, but um, I think people were a bit sceptical when he said that the, the FA Cup was going to be the priority. But I think he was he was being absolutely, absolutely um, truthful when it came to that. Uh, you know, Pep sets great store by by every trophy. You know, he's, he's always shown the FA Cup respect. He's shown the League Cup respect. He, he picks strong teams whenever he's in in those competitions. And I, I think he was uh, he was genuine. Obviously, City have got the uh, the big one for them. This now is is still the Champions League, uh, but the way it's panned out, in, in the, it's, it's a separate. You know, he's it's, it's going to be played in a separate month. They can get the domestic season over with and then start thinking about the Champions League. So his immediate priority has to be to go to Newcastle and win and uh, and then chase chase down the defence of the cup. And obviously it's going to be a tough test for Newcastle. Uh, but City without Aguero, um, Foden had a thigh injury, I believe, so he missed the Chelsea game. Uh, how much do you think though, them injuries, are we, are we expecting Foden back for, for Sunday? I think he's got a good chance from what from what I what I'm hearing. I mean, he he played with the injury for a good seventy minutes, I believe, 
against Burnley and he was man of the match, scored a couple of goals and, and made one. So, um, you know, he, uh, it, it can't be that bad. I just believe he had a bit of a reaction the following day and it swelled up a bit. So, uh, you know, they, they kept him behind in Manchester for treatment rather than rather than take him to Chelsea, um, which again feeds into the um, into the narrative that, that Pep is, is taking this game massively seriously. You know, he'll, he'll want forward and fit for that. He, he, he has, uh, since the restart, he has become, he's, he's been one of the informed City players and he's become one of the main men, um, even though he's only 20. Um, I mean, they've got other other problems as well. You know, Eric Garcia has been out with concussion. He could come back. Uh, John Stones probably isn't going to be right. Oh, we're still awaiting confirmation on that. Um, Cancelo missed missed out last night. Uh, Claudio Bravo is coming back. Um, so they, they've had they've had a few. And you know, people thought when they saw the team last night or the squad last night, and they saw three youngsters on the bench. Um, that Pep was just sort of giving up on the season and, and bringing the youngsters in, but it wasn't the case of that. It was a case of these are the only players I have available, you know. And with a bigger bench, with nine, nine on the bench, um, he had to bring in three youngsters just to just to fill fill up the bench. Fernandinho picked up a suspension yesterday in the game at Chelsea. How big of a loss will he be to City? Yeah, I mean, with with Laporte out, he's probably been City's best centre back this season, which. In itself, tells you part of the problem that City have had. You know, um, Laporte has, has been outstanding since he came, uh, and they had to, you know, losing company and not replacing him meant that they had to turn to Fernandinho as a centre back. Um, a, a lot of people were dubious about that, but he's he's probably been their best best central defender. Um, you know, he's, he's so assured and calm. He's, a, he's aggressive. He's, he's not the biggest and he's not the fastest, uh, but he makes up for that with his with his experience and his positioning. Um, and it means that uh, you know, presuming that Laporte is okay, uh, we've got no reason to believe he isn't. It'll be Laporte and one other on Sunday. Um, and when you look at all of the others, they've all had the problems. You know, young Garcia um, coming back after a nasty knock. Um, John Stones, as I say, it's doubtful whether he'll be ready. He wasn't even on the bench last night, so you've got to doubt it. Um, Otamendi has had, has had all kinds of problems. I think he's he's stayed for one season too many. You know, he was going to leave, uh, and then when 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 company made his announcement, um, he had a he had a change of mind and decided to stay stay for another season at least. And I don't think that's worked out. I think he's, uh, he, he's, you know, City have lost the title on individual errors, and Otamendi has, has been responsible for as, as many of those as, as just about anyone. Um, so there, there are, you know, there's a clear vulnerabilities in that City defence, and uh, uh, Laporte will be important, but he, he's not going to have Fernandinho alongside him. He's, he's going to have somebody else, um, and that is a problem for City. Well, that was going to be our next question. Um, what is the vulnerability that Newcastle can look to tap into? When we think of City, we think of you know all these big-name players and obviously challenging for the Premier League, the Champions League and what have you. But you've mentioned there the defence. Is that where you think Steve Bruce will be looking to hit, getting in on them individual errors, as you say? Yeah, I think City have been found out in that regard. Um, I mean, people have known about it three seasons, really. Um, but... Uh, they, they, they are slow in that central area, and it's not just the two centre backs. 
Um, you know, Laporte isn't isn't particularly slow. You know, he's but uh, he's also not fast. Uh, but you look at the others. Fernandinho is not fast. Garcia is slow. Otamendi is incredibly slow. Um, and you look at Newcastle. I mean, we've seen what, what Sam Maximin can do. Uh, we saw it in the in the in the league game up at St James's earlier in the season, where he gave him all kinds of problems. Uh, and we know we know the way the game will go. You know, City will possess and look to pin Newcastle back and and play the football and try and play in around them, get to the byline. Um, and Newcastle will just sit and absorb and then look to hit them on the break. And City are really susceptible to that. Uh, and if the defence gets it right. And and the ball out of defence is the right one. Well, you know um, Newcastle have the have the players who can who can exploit it. I mean that's exactly what happened in the two 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 draw earlier in the season. So uh, you know Steve Bruce knows what he has to do, and his players know what they have to do. And uh, if you get it right on the day against City, uh, and City maybe have a little bit of an off day, um, you know you, you get a result against them. Chelsea showed that last night. I was going to mention that 2-2 draw, obviously, it was Shelby very late on with a really good equaliser. And we know how much the crowd played a part in that as well. And the previous season um, under Rafa Benitez as well in, in, in the same fixture. Obviously, it's going to be behind closed doors. I don't know if Pep's mentioned it or he possibly hasn't. But I think when this draw was originally made, everyone was looking at it and saying, right, the crowd are going to be up for kind of a late kickoff. Um, you know, the city's going to be buzzing and the role that the, the fans were going to play was going to be huge. Does that play into Man City's hands now it's going to be in front of an empty stadium, do you think? Um, I don't know if that would... It might be. It might have been a factor in terms of inspiring Newcastle. I don't think it'd be a factor in terms of intimidating City. You know, they, they played in... They're very experienced. You know, they played in some proper cold and you know, European football... Uh, obviously, they played at Anfield. They've not done very well at Anfield in in recent years, but uh, I don't I don't think they would uh, they would be relieved that there's no crowd there. I, I think they they take inspiration from from playing in front of a crowd. Um, so it it might have a have a detrimental effect on Newcastle in terms of they won't have that. Um, you know, obviously, it's it's, it's, a, it's, it's a, probably a bigger game for Newcastle than it is for City. You've got you've got other fish to fry. Um, but uh, you know, the the crowd would have been really up for it, as you say. It's a shame. It's a shame for those fans, and it's a, it's a shame for the players as well, because everyone likes to play in a, in a big atmosphere. Um, but I I don't think it would have it would have had an effect on City. City just go out whatever they're doing. If they're playing behind closed doors in a training session, you know, if they're playing in uh, in Napoli in front of you know, sixty thousand screaming maniacs. They uh, they just go out and play the football and, and do the business. Uh, they've shown that over the past two or three seasons, and uh, it won't affect them. They will go out and do exactly um, what they feel they need to do at St James's on, on Sunday. Crowd or no crowd. So, are you expecting a hangover then? Because a lot of people are saying, "Well, they'll be down, they'll be deflated." But I guess with Liverpool so far ahead, it was inevitable they were going to win the title many, many weeks ago, so, um, or, you know, even before lockdown. So, did you think there will be a hangover or do you think they've, they've got, they've had time to get used to the fact that they are not going to be winning the Premier League title this season? Yeah, they, they've known, they've known for, for literally for months that, that Liverpool are going to win the title. I don't think there was ever any doubt. Um, in, in a way, it's, it's kind of a blessed relief 
um, because it's, it's, it's been a long drawn out agony, <laughs> certainly for the fans. I'm not so sure the players see it that way, but uh, and, and in a way, it will focus minds. Now they know that the league's the league's done, apart from what should be a, a formality of, of you know uh, rubber stamping the, the top four position. Um, so until the Champions League gets underway again um, next month. Oh, we're not in July yet, are we? I'm, uh, I'm still having lockdown fever here. Um, in, in August, you know, the, the priority is the cup, and, and now that the, what happened last night just confirms it. Now they can they can focus sharply on on the FA Cup. City City don't tend to have hangovers. You know, you, you look back in the history of the last three years, the number of times that they've, they've lost two games on the bounce is, is minimal. Uh, they tend to come back strongly. They tend to. Um, be stung by defeat rather than be, be downhearted by defeat. Um, having said that, we don't know what, what kind of effect lockdowns had. I mean, I thought there were real signs of fatigue last night. People talked about how strongly City have come back um, in the restart. You know, they, they, until Liverpool um, put on that masterclass against Palace, um, everyone was saying City are the team who, who've really come out of the lockdown and shown. Shown, shown the class, you know, everyone else is struggling. But I thought last night maybe City City paid for that. I mean, they've done a lot of rotation, um, but I thought they looked a bit jaded at times last night. Um, and the rotation isn't um, isn't as possible now. Now they've got like five or six injuries, so uh, that that might just play into Newcastle's hand. But you know, they've, they've got they've got three days to recover. Um, they do tend to bounce back strongly. Um, I guess we'll only find out. Um, on the evening what, what what will transpire Indeed well just finally Stu your prediction for Sunday are you seeing City beating Newcastle or, or do you see an upset maybe on the cards It'll be really tight I think it will be tight I, I think it could even go to, to penalties um, and City have got a good record with penalties lately uh, uh, but without a couple of players, who, you know, the penalties is a lottery anyway, and with, with no crowd in it, that'll be interesting to see how that that, that plays into it if it does come to that. Uh, but I don't, I don't think it'll be a case. I mean, we've seen what City are capable of. The, the, you know, in the FA Cup final last year when they absolutely destroyed Watford in in what was one of the biggest games in Watford's history. Um, you know, where, where they were up for it, they, they are capable of just clamping down on teams and, and dominating them. Um, but I think I think Newcastle have shown enough um, in in recent games to suggest that they will give City a real go, and we've got the with the evidence from the league game. I think it'll be tight. I would take City to win it either either by one goal or on penalties. Um, but don't don't put your house on that for goodness' sake. <laughs> well, Stuart, we all wish you a safe journey up to Newcastle. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. Now joined by Sean McCormick, who had the pleasure of speaking to Steve Bruce in Friday's press conference. Sean, first off, just give a little insight into what it's like to be in a Zoom press conference. A lot different to how it was a few months back. So just provide our listeners with that little bit of insight, please. 
Monlander, it was, it, was, it was very different, to be fair. Obviously, we're used to being in the, the press conference scenario with Steve Bruce, where you, you're in close quarters with him, you huddle around him for the daily, daily session that we do for the newspapers. Whereas today, we're on a, on a Zoom call with, with Steve Bruce and you have to select a raise your hand tool to, uh, to to speak to Steve Bruce and ask your question. So it's a bit different. Probably wasn't as probing as we usually would be in the press conference scenario, but he was in good spirit. It ran smoothly enough and you know the, the club are doing everything they can in terms of the, the media press conferences to make sure that runs swimmingly and we'd still get the access to Steve Bruce that we would do ordinarily. Obviously the focus is on this Sunday against Manchester City and the question a lot of people are asking is about that effect, about that impact uh, that an empty stadium will have on this game. Everyone when the draw was made was talking about that 12th man element. Of course due to COVID-19 there'll be no fans at James Park so what did Steve Bruce have to say about that? Of course, Steve Bruce would have preferred a full house in St James's Park. I think we all would. I think when the draw originally came out and we were supposed to play in Manchester City on a Saturday night at quarter past seven at night, you know, hopefully it would have been a nice day back in March when it was. It would have had loads of fans in there who would be in the town drinking all day. It would have been a raucous atmosphere and possibly even intimidating for Manchester City. And of course, that advantage is now gone now with the game being played behind closed doors. And I think... Steve Bruce is obviously he can't do anything about it, but it's, it's quietly a bit disappointing that we haven't got that kind of twelfth man to to roll the roll the team on. He said it would have been terrific to have the fans in there. A big a big occasion, of course. We haven't been in the FA Cup quarterfinals for fourteen years now, with the chance to get in the semi-finals for the first time in fifteen years. So you know the atmosphere would have been brilliant, and it, it definitely would have made a difference. You know, Man City haven't necessarily enjoyed coming to Newcastle the last couple of seasons in terms of the Premier League results, and you know Pep Guardiola always sp- speaks about the atmosphere and always speaks about being wary of what Newcastle can bring to the table. So definitely, you know, it's it's going to be a hindrance to Newcastle, but you know, you just got to hope that they still manage to raise the games to the levels that they would have done if a crowd was inside the stadium. But they will be boosted by the news that Jerry Manquillo and Danny Carroll have extended their stay on Tyneside. Andy Carroll particularly impressed as he came off the bench against Aston Villa. Any suggestion that we might see him start on Sunday? Yeah, I mean, in certainly in Manquillo's case, you know, for his first two seasons at Newcastle, it, 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 it's safe to say that he didn't necessarily impress. Um, there was talk last summer that you could possibly even leave the club, especially when Emil Kraft came in and you had DeAndre Yedden there as well. So, you know, three right backs at the club. But as Steve Bruce said in his press conference, he's rolled his sleeves up and, you know, he's taken on as a challenge rather than, you know, taking offence to the fact that they're bringing in new players. He's seen that as a challenge to raise his game. And to be fair to Steve Bruce, I think Manquillo has played his best football for a... We, we've possibly even seen in the Premier League if you go back with Sunderland and Liverpool spells. He's never really kind of reached the levels of the potential you thought he would have when he made it when he broke through that Atletico Madrid as a youngster but this season he's, he's been he's been very good I think he's been very good since the restart as well dependable in that back four so he deserves a new contract hopefully he proves you know that this hasn't been kind of a fluker season and he maintains that form to warrant the four year deal but Steve Bruce was certainly glad to tie him down and in terms of Andy Carroll obviously you know it's well documented and he's got his injury troubles but he's also you know on, on his day Back way back in the day when he played for Newcastle, he was unplayable at times. He's not necessarily at that level now, but he showed the other night when he came on when he created the goal for Dwight Gale with, with his unfavoured right foot. It was a brilliant pass that he can still trouble defences. He's an excellent plan B off the bench. And as Steve Bruce said in his press conference this morning, he, you know he, he's starting to be unhappy that he's not in the starting eleven now, which is a big plus because it, it's always been the case of can you get Andy Carroll fit and get him in the squad? Can we bring him on as impact substitution? Steve Bruce thinks the lockdown has been really beneficial to him in terms of getting his fitness up. He's lost four five kilos in weight 
Um, you know, he's looking sharp. He's, he's obviously towards coming towards the end of his career now, hence the one-year deal. But I think the one-year deal is understandable because when he has played, he has made a difference. You think back to Southampton and Sheffield United in December. He was brilliant off the bench in those games. So, you know, he, he can still make an impact. Whether he's going to be a regular start is another thing. But he wants that again now, which I suppose is a good thing because you know the desire is still there. I suppose one of the key things with Arnie Cowell is his experience and what he can bring off the field to a relatively young dressing room. I guess that's something that Steve Bruce was keen to really tie down. Definitely, I think Steve Bruce sees it that way as well. Obviously, you know, back in the day when he when he played for Newcastle all those years ago, he was young, he was still raw, still naive, and he made a lot of mistakes off the field, which he doesn't now. He's he's you know he's got a settled family. You know, he's he's a father to to quite a few kids now, and he's got that responsibility off the field, and I think he brings it to Newcastle as well. He's always going to have that that joke aside about, him. and I, I don't think Newcastle fans would want him to lose that because that's the bit of edge he has on the pitch as well, but. Certainly the experience he's had in terms of how he's dealt with injuries and the, the level he's played at, obviously played in European Championships for England, played in Europe, Liverpool Cup Finals. It's going to be a benefit to the likes of Joe Linton as well, who we all forget is still very young. Obviously came with a big price tag and still nece- isn't necessarily living up to that and you know struggling to score goals on a regular basis. But Andy Carroll is, is, is going to be good for him. He said he's good for him and you know Andy Carroll's enjoying, you know, passing on that kind of experience to the likes of Joe Linton so yeah he's good in the dressing room Steve Bruce has said as much and I think that's as much as part of the thinking of giving that one year deal and what he's done on the pitch as well Let's talk about Newcastle's opposition on Sunday obviously City lost the league to Liverpool Pep Guardiola has made it clear that this FA Cup is a priority what were Steve Bruce's comments on the opposition? Well, in terms of you know being important to Manchester City I think you know it, we've seen with Pep Guardiola that even when they win the Charity Shield or a European Super Cup when he was at Barcelona, he classes them as proper trophies. And you would correct reporters when you say, we've won three trophies this season. You say, no, we've won four. We've won the Charity Shield as well. So every trophy is important to Pep Guardiola. He spoke before the Chelsea game that this weekend's game against Newcastle is going to be a cup final. So we're in absolutely no doubt, especially now since Liverpool won the Premier League, that they're going to go in with a strong team this weekend. And, you know, to be fair, in terms of the domestic season, obviously the Champions League's not being played now till August when they're playing the full tournament to finish that off. So that's going to be their primary focus now to end that in the end of the season. You think second place is wrapped up for them. So, you know, in terms of what Man City are going to bring this weekend, they're going to be full strength. They're going to really want to get the win and, you know, defend, defend the FA Cup title, title that they won last season. They've already won the League Cup. He takes great pride in winning the domestic cup. So, you know, everything's against Newcastle, really, in terms of <clears throat> the quality they're going to be against and, and not having the crowd. But Steve Bruce acknowledges that. But I, I also got the sense from the day that he's, he's, he's quietly optimistic. There, there seems to be no kind of, there's not going to be any sort of change to system, which I thought might have been possible in terms of trying to stop Manchester City. Because obviously, before the Chelsea game last night, they've looked ruthless in the wins against Arsenal and Burnley. But it seems like Newcastle are going to kind of keep to the system that's served them so well in the last few games. That 4 2 3 1, a bit more attacking potential with Sam Maximan and Almiron and a bit more of a free rule going forward. Um, so I think the plan for Steve Bruce is he, he wants to be able to hurt Manchester City as much as Manchester City are going to hurt us. And I think he backs the back four to be as resolute as they have been in recent games I mean the error Martin Dubravka made the other night I think that was the first goal Newcastle conceded at home in five games possibly I might be wrong there but it's a decent decent start and I think he feels that the, the back four that they play isn't necessarily you know going to be any defensively less stringent than the back five that he operated with at the start of the season which means that they can be a bit more of a potent force going forward and you know if Newcastle are going to win on Sunday they're going to have to be really defensively resolute Martin Dubravka is going to be on the top of his game 
And if they're going to get anything, it's going to be on the break, isn't it? With the pace of Alan Ron, the pace of Sam Maximan, the trickery of both of those players going forward. So I think that's going to be the plan for Steve Bruce. He recognises that this is all or nothing now for Manchester City in terms of the domestic season. He recognises the challenge that's facing them, but he also wants to face that challenge head on and not not kind of, not kind of shirk it. He realises that this is a big chance for Newcastle. We haven't been in this situation for a long, long time. Let's go for it. And if we come up short, they come up short. We're not expected to win at the end of the day. So anything to get is a bonus. So what about your prediction then, Sean? Are you confident that come Sunday evening we'll be celebrating Newcastle United's pass into the FA Cup semi-final? I mean, I would, I would, I would love to be, as anyone would, would be so that's associated with Newcastle. I like to think we'll give them a good game. I just, I just, I just think the lack of fans is going to be that deciding factor. I think that was going to be a real advantage back in March, that the fact there could have been a 52,000 strong crowd there who would have been a bit merry because they've been on the drink all day and it would have added to the atmosphere. I don't think it'll be a, a more than by any means. I think Newcastle will give them as good as they get, but I just think Man City got that extra bit of quality and now the league's completely out of their hands. I mean, it has been for a while anyway. Um, it all rests on the FA Cup and I just don't think Manchester City are going to let up. I think they'll, they'll come away possibly 2-1, 2-0, something like that. But... Let's hope Newcastle spring a surprise, but I just I just can't see it behind closed doors. 